Welcome back, you 390 millionaires. We're here once again, week 11. It's getting hot in the kitchen. Uh, playoff spots still still to be determined. Uh, people who were cast off as dead corpses of fantasy football players have risen from the dead. Uh, we've got some exciting matchups this week. Uh, thank you for joining us. I'm Patrick. One of your hosts. Uh, tonight we got a we got a little bit of a special episode. Um, we're missing one of our hosts for uh, reasons that that life reasons. They it just kind of came up, but we're missing our main our main host, our uh, our glue, Mike. Uh, he may join us later, but um, we got Gertie. And Gertie, how are you doing this week? Uh. Uh, clearly not the glue, so I was about to say I'm feeling great, but now I feel awful about myself. The, um, the, the analogy was that, like, you know how, like, kindergarten kids do the, um, they do, like, the glitter art? Um, yeah. Like, I'm the paper. Everything goes on me and my my okay. wonderful structure. Michael's the okay. glue that sort of lays everything down. And then you're, like, the, you're the glitter. You know what? Like I'm the mess. That's what, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm all over see. the place. Makes no sense. Continuously throws in the day after tomorrow analogies, despite no one following along. I get it. Yeah, yeah I'm good with uh, that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Awesome. Uh, quick uh, transition to uh, our uh, our guest. We've uh, we've got a repeat offender on the podcast tonight. Uh, Nolan, how are you? I'm doing great, guys. Uh, thanks for having me again. I feel like this is maybe a little bit of foreshadowing for next year. When I uh, possibly have a permanent position on the podcast after my <laughs> most likely victory of the league, this is an interesting wow. theme that our guests have uh, <clears throat> done the last few weeks. Each one pining for a uh, a role, a spot on this podcast. Uh, I'll, I'll let you guys know, and, and Gertie, you can back me up on this one. It's a lot of work to do this goddamn podcast every week. Um, we've yeah. been scrambling the last half hour because our glue. Uh, had life happen, so we uh, we've been trying to get our um, our outline figured out, and and we've got to finish this before the uh, the Cardinal Seahawks game tonight. So um, it's just it, 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 please, what, what's that saying? If you if you come for the king, you best not miss. Uh, good luck to you. Yeah, I all, all, all I, I think these guests. They, they come on the podcast and they're like, wow, this is a breeze. I show up once a week. The outline's already completed for me. Say a couple of words. I'm a big deal now. I'll take over the show next year. Don't worry about it. They're not prepared for the work that puts in. We There's blood, sweat, and tears, and apparently a lot of glue, paper, and glitter involved in this podcast. So you got to be ready if you're going to do it. And, uh, you know, the other thing I'm slightly worried about is two weeks in a row now, there's been questions about killing uh someone else in the league um and now everyone keeps talking about coming for the podcast next year so 
I'm going to make sure my alarm is on every night um, <laughs> because I'm starting to get slightly worried. Well, I'm assuming that if you lose the league, you're automatically kicked off the Champs podcast, right? So I, I have to imagine that Gertie's a little bit scared. Well, here I'm I'm confused. There's only one champ. So then, how does this how does this work? I actually want to understand your your logic here. Well, like if all right, so you're on because you're a, a former champ, right? But if you lose the league, they, you got to have some sort of punishment. But who? I'm not going to lose the league. Well, have you fucking out. seen Curtis's team? Yeah, he's uh, he's on the up and up. Yeah, we, I'm we on can the get medium. into it, into that. I think that's a good uh, a, a good off ramp for us to go into the recap of last week. Um, I'll start with my matchup, which uh, I'm calling it heartbreak on the Monday nighter, um, putting up the <laughs> second highest score from last week. I fell victim to a steroided up uh, beats by DeAndre, who um, overcame a 47 point deficit. Um, going into the Sunday nighter slash Monday nighter to overtake uh, the Nightmen by two points and come out with a victory on Monday nights. Monday nights are supposed to be my night. Monday nights are a razor's edge, apparently, that can that can cut either way. Um, and I, I felt her sting last week for sure. So I'm very, uh, very beat up about that one. That one, was, that matchup I was hoping to take. Part of my calculus to getting into the playoffs, things become much more difficult for me. It's still very possible, but um, really could have used that win. Um, you guys Nolan, mentioned question for you. Do you hear yep. that noise? I feel I feel like there's some boots are shaking. <laughs> oh, oh God. Oh, is I do sort of hear that. Pat, Strange. Is that coming from your microphone? It's just it's like trembling, these trembling boots that I hear. So this bit doesn't really make sense <laughs> because <laughs> the boots would shake before anything happened. If you notice, no, the, they they could still be shaken. Like your, why would they still be shaking? Still I shaking. don't it play was a Andre devastating this loss. Week. It was it was bad. I mean, I. I I thought it could happen, but I never believed it would. And especially on Monday night. I mean, you're, you were once named Mr. Monday night. Ooh, do you have to change your name? No, I don't. Maybe he's Pat Damon now. Like he's, he's Matt Damon's distant cousin, Pat Damon. This is, this is silly and will be stricken from the podcast. Um, what if you, you guys change your name to boot man. No, I'm not changing it to <laughs> boot man. <laughs> So goddamn dumb. We're moving on. Uh, don't take this away from Curtis because last week he got his W card stamped. Okay. Yeah, I, I did. Curtis manned up, put up a score of almost 100 points. Oh boy, Curtis. Get him. Out of you, kid. Welcome to the league. Took down purple. <laughs> Curtis is still in last place. Curtis is not going to make playoffs. But what Curtis did is he showed up and he told the rest of the league, I'm here and I know how to win. And I think that's really fucking cool, Curtis. Congratulations from everybody here on the podcast and the league for getting your first win. I'm going to give you a clap. Yeah, round of applause. Well done, Curtis. Maybe Pat will finally uh, pronounce your team name right now. 
And on the other side, uh, Ryan, you gotta you gotta get your shit together. <laughs> Ryan has been in a bit of a free fall. Um, he has unfortunately been hit by the injury bug. Mike, the Michael Thomas uh, saga was, um, I don't know, unfortunate for for his team. Kind of dashed a lot of hopes. So he might be able to turn it around. Uh, turn it around before uh, um, the the two playoff uh, uh, tables uh, sort themselves out. But uh, he's certainly looking at uh, potentially a last place finish if things don't uh, figure themselves out for him. Um, our next matchup was Cooking in the Woods. Uh, no surprise. Uh, puts up uh, 111 points uh, against Andre's team, which is actually Suds, uh, and takes the win. Um, with that, we'll get into the playoff implications of, of last week's results. But uh, Cooking in the Woods um, has officially clinched. Um, if they didn't already last week, but there is no way that cooking in the woods is not going to be in playoffs this season, uh, for the championship. Uh, and there's also a very good chance that he ends up, um, with the first buy. If he wins one more game, um, it is all but confirmed that, that he will be the number one seed moving forward. Um, our next matchup is actually, uh, our guest, uh, threw the hammer down against the uh, the second place team in Flacaroni and Cheese, almost doubled their score. Uh, Nolan, you beat uh, my brother one twenty four point nine four to seventy one point four two. What was that like for you? You know, like it felt fantastic. I I will say, um, but honestly, I'm a little disappointed. Like, you know, Mike came on the podcast last week and he uh, he talked the big talk and then. We get into the match and he just he limp dicked me, and uh, I'm feeling a little bit unfulfilled. You know, I thought that uh, Flacaroni and Cheese was a bit of a more worthy opponent, so uh, pretty disappointed um, if that's the best he has to offer. Yeah, I, I think that I think that's fair. Your uh, uh, Michael Michael certainly did talk a big game last week. I think we all he even put the entire panel on uh, on blast for not choosing him. Uh, spoiler alert, we did all choose him, and we said, if you don't win, you will never have the respect of the podcast again. And like we just said, he took the loss against you. So, uh, Flacaroni and Cheese, we don't respect you. We don't even think that you should respect yourself. Gertie, do you agree with that? I I, I do. Um, completely and wholeheartedly. I think, you know, I got a lot of flack Aroni for my trade with him and I uh, expect this week to show him and show everyone why this trade has benefited me that's true we'll get into that I love how we just set ourselves up for for later on in the podcast um, but it's we're a great transition we always have a great transition on this podcast <laughs> yes we do and good and good chemistry I would say as well always uh, always your match last week against our, our missing co-host um, didn't go quite your way. So I, it would have been nice if, if you had won and he had lost and wasn't able to show up. I agree. He had his tail between his legs. But he actually uh, gave you quite a stomping. It was uh, maybe almost, no, there was a bigger blowout of the week, but it was in contention. He beat you 96 to uh, 61. Um, what happened? He did. What happened? Well, there was a lot of things that happened, Nightman. Um, the first one is that uh, Christian Kirk shot the bum. Curtis Samuel put up a whopping 1.2. Uh, 
Mike Davis put up a whopping 4.4, and Zach Moss and Evan Ingram combined for less than Alan Robinson combined for, which was about as much as Mike Gusecki combined for. So when your number one wide receiver and your number three wide receiver don't amount to the other player's tight end, you've got an issue. Um, it also was salt in the wound that Marquez Valdez-Scantling said, I'm going to go off this week in particular. Well, you have to watch the game as a fan. And yeah, I, just, <laughs> I felt like I was in the series Saw, Pat. Okay. I feel like I was in Saw. Mike was Jigsaw just fucking with me the entire week. I didn't know who he was or what he was doing, but every time he just put a player in the lineup, I knew he was up to no good. Um, there was moments where I wanted to saw my own leg off, so I'd have to run away from my phone not to watch. So yeah, that's that's it was a rough week, and you know we know what they say that if you don't show up on the podcast the following week, then you actually forfeit and give the win to someone else. So I'm glad we sorted that piece out before the show. <laughs> that's that's and uh, I actually won. No, I it's, think it's. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, no. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's uh, it's interesting. I don't know if I've ever seen a team that didn't have a single player meet or exceed their projected points, but yeah. uh, you manage that, Gertie. I know. Um, <laughs> it's been my season, you know. I, I just have not had a had a had the season I wanted. Injuries and projections, and it's okay, you know. I've got my pride, I've got my my championship and record time compared to most folks on this uh, on this league. So I have my stature intact, and that's what I'm gonna stick with. Um, I really like the uh, the comparison to Saw. I, maybe it's the movie of the week. Uh, I don't know. You'll, Gertie, you get to make that decision. But I like the idea of you comparing Mike to Jigsaw, and that Mike just has like all these masks at his house. And why the reason he's not really here tonight is that he's just he's got like a, a, a part time gig as like an actual just like birthday clown, and he took out like the Jigsaw mask, and he's just like playing with kids that's in my head that's what's going on right now no uh, i actually i actually get that uh and i've been wondering what happened with that car he was trying to sell and why was he trying to sell it <laughs> great point great point yeah, um saying. last matchup of the week uh lifeless fish oh, holy smokes we uh we might need to change this name to uh the lifeless shark or whale because they put up a beast of a score uh, getting the blowout of the week against my Kant, um, one thirty to sixty five point nine, almost like within tenths of a point of doubling. Actually, uh, my Kant, lifeless fish, has um, rejuvenated their playoff hopes, uh, partially because maybe the trade they made with me last week, um, but they showed up last week. They put up the third highest score of the week lifeless fish firmly in the playoff um the playoff chase right now and i think with that we'll move to the playoff position update so as i mentioned before uh neville has clinched um there's no way that he will not be going to playoffs this season um the next two are in line are mike and nolan at both uh seven and three i believe is what they're yeah seven and three um, they they have a good chance of uh, locking up playoffs this week if they both win. I believe eight wins does it. Um, so big, big, big games going on here. Uh, uh, myself and Suds are at six and four. 
Uh, we play each other this week, actually. So the team that wins that matchup likely will be going to playoffs um, after that. And then we have an incredible three-way tie for that final wild, uh, wild card. So Jay currently holds it on points four. Um, Danish has come back from the dead to get to five and five. And our co-host Pelt is at also at five and five. So the three of them are all tied for that position. Now, Saturday night or Monday night was a bit of a disaster for me um, because of the uh, of boot gate. Um, but I did some I did some quick math and sort of looked at remaining schedule. And this is kind of what I came I came out with. Um, Danish has the easiest schedule moving forward. He can, he is the most winnable games from my perspective. Jay, from my perspective, has the strongest team. The wild card in this wild card chase is Pelt. Pelt's schedule is insane for the fact that he plays not just Danish, but also Jay. And he can actually, if he wins against both of them, that should be enough to bump um, either of those guys out of that final wild card spot. Now, there's other many. Like, there's uh, many other. Sorry, go ahead. Little, uh, well, a little choose your destiny for uh, for Pelt here. Oh, very much so. His destiny is within his control. He just needs to perform. So, um, there are. Th- there are certainly a lot of different ways this can go. I, uh, myself and Suds, um, the loser of our matchup, uh, has to contend with whoever uh, of this of that trio sort of propels themselves into to six wins. We're certainly not out of the dark quite yet. Um, I was going through all the scenarios in which I can miss playoffs. Um, but basically, any of those three, Danish Pelt or Jay, if they just win out... Um, that could disrupt the playoff picture as is right now. So Suds and I um, certainly about to be swallowed into that black hole. Um, but it's very, very exciting times as we move forward. Our final three players of um, Beats by DeAndre, Herpel, and the Russian Chub Machine um, <laughs> are uh, in, in, in a difficult spot. Andre technically still has a chance at playoffs. Um, I believe the only way that he can do that, though, is if Suds loses out and Andre wins out. But Andre's schedule is pretty vicious by my um, by my math, if I if I look correctly. He has to play. Oh no, actually, he's got a very winnable schedule. He's got he's got Herpel this week. He's got Andre's team next week, and then he's got from Russia with Chubb. So still a chance, um, but one win by basically Suds. Um, eliminates him uh, from the division. And then if that trio of Danish Pelter J, if two of them get to seven wins, then he's done as well. Um, and then Herpel and Russian Chub Machine are pretty much donezo, as is. So very, very exciting stuff. We're kind of getting a clearer picture of what the playoffs are going to look like. But, uh Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think about the playoff situation? Any 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 teams that you're you're feeling more than the others? What what do you guys think about the uh, the current layout? Well, I think I think there's an interesting dynamic here. I mean, Mike Taft and stuff is the only person that's never missed the playoffs, so I think the pressure's on for him. And can he perform? 
can he perform in the big moment? That's that's the big question. Um, I mean, DeAndre Swift looks to be injured this week with a concussion, meaning that Andre's entire running back room, um, considering he doesn't feel the need to start Ronald Jones anymore, um, is is done. Uh, so that's going to be a big blow to him. And, I mean, Jay does have a strong team, and he, in a way he does control his own destiny too because he plays – he plays Mike, so if he continues on his tear and wins his games out, then it looks like he's in the best position, right? So I, I'm excited for the race. Um, I think I still have a, an outside shot at it, um, but I have a fairly hard schedule to get there, so I'm going to keep my faith in, in, in the league in that regard as well. Yeah, sorry, Gertie. I did, I did kind of exclude you, but I, I, um, I think that was intentional just in the sense, what is your... <laughs> Flacaroni and cheese, the Dak Knight rises, and then my can't. Like, you have a gauntlet of a final schedule. And yeah, literally... so all the more deserving if I make it. Like, oh, if I make shit. it, I'm essentially yeah. the hero of the movie Saw. I forget who the hero is, but I'm one of the detectives who... Oh, I think, I think it's the, the guy who cuts off his own ankle. See, I was going to say that you were that person, Pat, uh, just due to your trade <laughs> for Christian McCaffrey. Right, uh, you know where you oh. think you're getting salvation, but in order to get it, you have to chop off your own leg. And uh, if things go the way that I'm hoping, uh, Christian McCaffrey is not going to help your team anytime soon, and uh, you may find yourself out of a playoff spot. It's possible. I actually thought Nolan. I thought he was going to cut off his own ankle because his boots were still shaking, and that's the only way that's, to stop them. That's also a very good point. <laughs> the dumbest bit. This is the dumbest fucking bit. Um. Yeah. I think. I think we've we've litigated that that McCaffrey trade enough to understand. Yeah. There. There was some risk associated to it, but I. I knew. I knew that he was injured when I made the trade, and the expectation is that he's not. I don't need him for the regular season. I need him for weeks fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. And I think, if my sources are correct, potentially you could see him next week. If they hold him out, that's fine. They're gonna get. They're gonna give him two weeks after that. And week fourteen, he should be back and good to go and ready to decimate, which is exactly where where I want him. So it's on. I've done. I've gotten this far without Christian. I can get to playoffs without him. And as soon as I get there, I'm gonna unleash the beast all over this fucking league. And I'm very excited for that. Um. With maybe that. maybe our new theme of the week has to be how to train your dragon because I think we need to temper expectations there, pal. Um, but yeah, with that, I think you were going to transition to the waiver wire, so I'll take over um, because this segment was dumb and I wasn't mentioned enough. So the waiver wire. <laughs> Number 11's angry. <laughs> um, am I 11? I'm 9. Okay. Oh, you're 9. Excuse me. Yeah. Watch, watch your tongue there. Silver tongue. Um, so waiver wire, interesting waiver wire. It's too bad. Once again, tokens not on the show because he. There are so many points he could talk to, but um, you know, life. So token was a big spender this week, throwing thirty-three bucks on Ahmed, the lead back right now in Miami. Terrible timing to put thirty-three dollars on the player because Matt Breda is also back this week. 
So we don't know if it's going to be more of a timeshare there, but high risk, high reward, but you got the fab, you might as well spend it because you can be, otherwise you're Andre with $99 and not a player to bid on. Uh, you got the fish, keeping up with the trend, picking up the Balage barrage. Uh, he's been doing amazing. That's a huge pickup for the fish, um, the shark, the whale, uh, Geppetto, whatever you want to call him, because uh, he's back, and he got a big player for that. Love Jay's pickup, five bucks for Michael Pittman. That's huge. He looks like the lead dog in uh, in Indy right now, which is good for my boy Phil. So that's a great pickup there. Uh, Neville bids against himself for Jalen Hurts um, because you don't miss out on the playoffs if it don't hurts. Um, and Sorry. then the Chubb machine. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish it. No, no, we, please. We, we, we need to circle back to this no, this Neville thing. Yeah, we, we will. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, it's my yeah. segment. I'll, I'll cue you in. No problem. No problem. Um, <laughs> no, you're uh, Yeah, seriously. Apparently. Yeah, you know what uh, beats paper there, Pat? Scissors. <clears throat> Shut up. Um, so Burkhead goes to the Chubb machine uh, for a dollar. That's whatever. Um, some other moves that were made. P.J. Walker gets picked up by the token. Uh, with Teddy Bridgewater injured, he needs another quarterback in there. Um, Keelan Cole goes to the fish. So the fish is active today. He picks up Keelan Cole, then drops Keelan Cole, and picks up Joe Flacco. Clearly, he doesn't want anyone else to have Keelan Cole. Uh, I get Logan Thomas because I needed some help at the tight end position. And I think the other, which I'm actually very happy with, but another big pickup, Flaccaroni drops Carlos Hyde on Wednesday. Carlos Hyde is actually going to be playing tonight and could be the lead dog on the Seattle team and gets picked up by Mike Kent. So that's a potential wow. big swing. Um, big swing. For tonight that Flaccaroni might regret when he ultimately fails to these. All right, we'll circle back to Neville. Uh, Pat, now is your turn to speak. Go for it. What do you have to yes. say? Uh, thank you, a wise one. Um, You're welcome, Pat. One. It, it was. It was sorry. It was. It was quicker than what I wanted. But le- like, please, can you just break down for everybody what happened with this transaction in particular? Are we talking about the Hertz transaction? Yes. Um, so. I don't actually understand. I don't. I know Mike shared it, uh, but it looks like he had a two dollar winning offer, then also bid two dollars again, but it was invalid due to a previous transaction. <laughs> so it looks like he bid two dollars with two different players on the same player that canceled each other out. So he bid against himself with a different player, basically playing Russia from Russia with Chubb Roulette and wondering who to drop and who's not. So I just love. Neville doing Neville things, you know, it's not enough to do so well in this league. You have to start bidding against yourself to create competition. I've never, ever, ever seen this in a fantasy league, but he has managed. It's exactly that. So if you go to the fab offers trade on the, on the, on the main page of our league, you can, can go to down to transactions and there's a fab offers tab. And if you look at it, it says Jalen Hurts, Philly QB, $2 winning offer awarded to Cooking in the Woods. (laughs) And right underneath it, it says Cooking in the Woods, 
$2 and then in parentheses, invalid claim due to previous transaction. Like he literally put two separate claims in. Meaning that he, he was dropping two players. Like I don't even I didn't even know you could do that. Like it just. Neither did I. That's uh, like I said. He's an innovator, Neville. He he really. He makes all of us wonder, how the hell he's not in one. Like it. I just don't understand. It, it's oh. he. And, and some of you may have heard that that uh, that little ding come in as we have our. Uh, Missing co-hosts join us, uh, Mike. You've joined a, You've joined us at maybe the perfect time. We were just Beautiful. discussing just discussing Neville's claim for Jalen Hurts today. What are your thoughts on him outbidding himself? I love that. <clears throat> oh, sorry, my goodness. Oh wow, you were choked up. <laughs> you thought that was so funny. Yeah, I got choked up there a little bit. Um. I think that's hilarious. I'm confused as to how that happened, and I would like... I mean, I wish he was on the show to explain himself, but... Um, great work, first of all. I mean, you want to win, you got to get the guy who you got to get, so um, good on him to really outbid himself and just win the bid. Incredible. And, and Mike, you're obviously coming from your fighter jet right now. Um, we were yes. talking a bit about... About Ahmed for thirty three bucks. How how happy were you when you picked him up? You know what? I we can all kind of see that running back is a bit of a touch and go situation on my squad all season long, including Zeke. I'm just trying to find guys who are going to put points into my lineup, and I put in similar bid for Balage in case someone outbid me for Ahmed. But I believe in Ahmed a little more, so. We'll see. I have, I don't have particularly high hopes, but I know it's not going to be a worse bid than 100 for uh, Nick Foles, so I'm okay with it. Hard to surpass that one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's you can give a little bit of leeway. Like I'll I'll cut Mike a bit of slack here. Like we're at the we're at the end here. This is the final push. Yeah. Like there's there's That's no it. point in reason like leaving Fab on the table. If if you need a player, you need the player. You got to make sure you get him. Yeah, nope, that's it. That's kind of my mentality, too. I said, I'm going to throw in some big bits here, and uh, no reason to leave it there. So uh, we'll see. My, my hope is Gaskin doesn't come back, and Ahmed's an RB1 the rest of the season. So let's see, let's see what happens. Yeah, you know, all that being said, I've never even heard of Ahmed, so... <laughs> well, you clearly you haven't watched too many Miami Dolphin games. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. Um... I will say, I, 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 so we're jumping all over the place, and, and that is my fault. I'm doing a poor job of hosting. But Kalen Balage for $14 going to the Lifeless Fish. That's a great pickup. Um, yeah, should be yeah I'm kicking Kalen, myself for dropping him. Kalen, Kalen's doing huge things for the Chargers right now. I know Eckler's on his way back, but Eckler is on the Lifeless Fish. So um, Danish has, has managed to sort of like plug that hole on his ship and um, – and keep things afloat. So he could be. We're very, not going back very... to the fucking ship, Pat. We're no, not doing it's... the ship analogy again. I can't. I can't. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Um, he's done quite a good job of sort of um, repairing everything that's been going on in this last last few weeks. He could make a push for. Um, th- this could be the push that puts him over the edge. So it's very very 
Um, smart move by Danish. Um, and it, it, it would have been nice uh, to have him on my team, honestly. Kalen's been awesome. He has been. And he's playing the Jets, which is a recipe for Gaze Baster. So um, that should be big. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's all there is to waiver wire. I mean, definitely, I, I do love that Beats by DeAndre had to pick up Chase Daniels. Um, completely forgot he was even in the league. So, yeah. you know, that's hysterical in my opinion. Uh, yeah, that's, that's all there is to it. Um, I was just in the middle of sending a message uh, to you, Pelt, but uh, I can ask it to you over the podcast like this. Do you have anything from the sources, the source? this week you know i I don't um and i i thought about that earlier today i haven't heard from him or her so maybe like the trade deadline's passed and they've just kind of fucked off i mean they built us up last week with their appearance on the show and now they're just gone so sorry to report i've got nothing at the moment well that's okay no need to apologize the it's the source uh, well it's almost like they're uh you know they suffered a pretty bad loss last week Ooh. Ooh. You know, Ooh. It, uh, it seems like the source was pretty feisty last week, but uh, <laughs> now nothing. It's uh, man, it's almost like they uh, they got dealt a blow. Is my take on that? So, who are you insinuating here, Nolan, with your uh, well your accusations? I'll uh, I'll list off the people that lost last week. You have uh, okay. Flacaroni. You have Pat Nightman. You have Herple. You have Andre's team. You have these, and you have Mike Cant. So two of the six are hosts of the show. Assuming there's still six winners and six losers, did we cover that earlier? Oh, we did. Sorry. Oh, and I, <laughs> we implied we, it. We implied okay. it. We didn't explicitly state it. So that leaves four, assuming um, Pat and Gertie are not Mr. Anonymous. Can confirm I'm not Mr. Anonymous. Okay. I can confirm, but I do sleepwalk. Oh, intriguing. I uh, I don't know why. I, I think that, that it's sleepwalk. it's pretty clear that our uh, our anonymous uh, source is the same guest that we had on last week. Wow! Whoa! That was some conviction right there for, for anonymous the wow. source, aka not Andre. That's a. <laughs> Quite the twist. For those of you that that can't remember last week's episode, uh, that was uh, that was Mike Hallwell on the podcast. Uh, Interesting. So we have an accusation. We have a formal accusation on public record. Nolan thinks it's Mike Hallwell. It, it, very interesting. Counter argument to that, though. The source said. He would let you rail him from behind, so I'm a little bit disturbed that that would be your brother. That Pat. Honestly, that just solidifies it for me. <laughs> we've all we've all seen Game of Thrones, so I I don't need to go into that. Would you say you're Cersei or Jamie? <laughs> I'm definitely Jamie. You sound like a Cersei. No, the rule the the poem was that I would do the railing, and so. <laughs> Oh. oh, all right. Okay, Tyrion. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Um. Okay, we're gonna get to something right now that we've been delaying. We haven't been.
been doing this on purpose. It's just shit has hit the fan. Um, but Ryan's assistant has left a nice little package with us um, f- for the last two weeks. And we just want to go over it real quick with everybody. So Ryan's assistant did a breakdown going into week nine of all the, the games that were lost because of bye weeks and because of non, non-active players uh, giving us a total and um, seeing if there was a correlation between league ranking and um, if that affected a, a team's output. So um, once again, this is very difficult to sort of show on a podcast form. So I'm only going to go to the total games that were lost. But in order from most games lost to least games lost are Herple Cheese Durple with 30. My Can't Beat These with 27. The Token Blackman with 26. These with 22. Lifeless Fish with 21. The Dak Knight Rises tied with 21. Beats by DeAndre with 20. From Russia with Chubb at 18. Cooking in the Woods with 17. Pat Nightman with 15. Flacaroni and Cheese with 12. Andre's team with 11. This was measured against their league rankings um, and their potential moves uh, made. So Ryan's, Ryan's assistant gave us a, uh, a few different notes on potentially what this all, all, all the data means. And there's other graphs and tables that he attached to it. Uh, but Ryan's assistant says that there seems to be no concrete trend between games lost and a team's overall position in the standings. That being said, though, it is pecu- peculiar that the bottom four teams in total games lost are top five in the standings. So as of week going into week nine, it was Cooking in the Woods was first place. Pat Nightman was third. Flacaroni and Cheese was second. And Andre's team was, was fifth. Those numbers have changed since then. Um, but he did want to sort of bring um, bring that up to, uh, to focus. He questions whether this is because proper roster management of being active and staying on top of your your roster, or is it just getting lucky? And then the same question applies to the teams that are on the opposite end of the spectrum that have lost a ton of games to uh, to injury and um, buys. Uh, are there are those teams unlucky, or have they just been terrible at managing the roster? He unequivocally states there seems to be no correlation between moves made and total games lost. So it kind of is just luck of the draw in the sense that you can pick up as many players as you want, but it doesn't that doesn't really determine how healthy or what your player schedules are, which I think we can all agree with. I, I don't think there's any issues. Right. Um, they come to Ryan's assistant comes to the conclusion that it's mostly luck, um, but that is pure speculation on his end. Um, the The only thing the data really tells Ryan's assistant um, is that teams are generally better if they're able to hold more active options, so players that are playing rather rather than not playing. Uh, and are not scrambling the week of to find a replacement for their player. Luck certainly has a play in it. Um, COVID being what it is, we've all all of our teams have been affected by the the COVID issue in, in one way or another. Um, Lack of my R spot. 
very true. It's very true. Um, but some really, really good stuff uh, from Ryan's assistant here. Uh, we apologize not being being able to get it in by um, uh, the 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 week that that it was supposed to be. We things just kind of got out of control, and and, and we're, we're doing our best. But we really, really appreciate your effort, Ryan, uh, Ryan's assistant. Um, you shall remain nameless, uh, but. Uh, thank goodness we have you and that Ryan has you guys what do you think about that it's hard to extrapolate the data uh, without like actually diving into when these moves were made it's kind of like analytics in the game versus like having a feel for it like for example if you lose a major player like a Saquon in week one your waiver wire pickings are completely different because at that point in the season, who knows who's going to be taking over spots, right? So I think it's a lot of it's about, you know, where, when you lose that player and where you are. I think there is a huge luck of the draw in fantasy football. Um, you know, sometimes you take a gamble, that player picks off. Sometimes you lose a key player to injury. Um, we've seen it across the board. So I think the data is interesting. And I think obviously when you go into your draft, you should try and manage your team based on buys and not losing active games that way but uh, without drilling in a little bit deeper to understand when these moves were made who was dropped who was the impact of those individual injuries because i think there could be a difference of if you have a bench player who gets injured versus you have like a top three pick or like in the first three rounds of the roster that gets injured your attribution to points there is fairly big <clears throat> Yeah, I will, I will chime in as well and, and just say that the uh, the moves made really, to me, it correlates to the way that person manages their team. I think some people are, uh, they like to tinker. You know, they're, they're always trying to move things around. They're trying to pick up a few players, drop a few players. Like, they're really active. They enjoy that aspect of it. And then you have other players that, you know, they, they get their lineup and they're set. They, they hardly make any moves on the waiver wire unless they absolutely so it's uh it's hard to hard to really draw any conclusions out of that because if you look at the the chart here you know it's it's all over the place the the top players have few moves and top players have many moves um for argument's sake i'll take i'll take issue with one thing you said Gertie, uh, about the um building your your drafting your lineups for to avoid bye week issues um i'm of the mindset you take the best player available um and, and bye weeks be damned on that and you deal with it as best as you can because you don't know what the injuries are going to be you don't know um players can get suspended where not all nfl players are angels right so um i'm not i'm not i'm not saying that that's a bad approach i'm just saying personally i think i think the the flip side of the coin is um in in a super extreme example like i'm not going to not draft dalvin cook because his bye week matches up with I managed to get Adam Thielen, right? Or I guess it would be the other way around. But you know what I mean? Like like good players no. just take just take good I, I agree with you there. I, I, I agree you always take best player available. But I do think going into the draft, if you have a player of almost equal value, you do want to manage your roster to a point where you don't have for example, you know, you could take BPA, but if you have, you know, four teams are often on a bye at the same time you shouldn't draft every player on your roster from just those four individual teams. Otherwise, you have no one to roster in week eight and you automatically guarantee yourself a loss. So 
I think I think most people would be cognizant of. So I'm not saying that you you know you have a chance to run CM pick CMC and you're like you know who might be better at that pick. Um, Clyde Edwards Lair. Damian Harris. <laughs> Damian Harris has a different buy. I'm gonna take it like. You, you you do you manage your roster to the best of your ability, but you also need to be cognizant of the of the waiver. Yeah, and okay, also so. if it's COVID, like your bye weeks don't fucking matter because yeah, whatever bye week too. you had is not the one you got. Yeah, like <laughs> especially could, if you're Andre and you just draft players with COVID, it doesn't make a difference. Um, this is a bit of a tangent, but do you guys think that we'll be dealing with the COVID issue next season? Mm, no, I don't think so. Yeah. No, I don't think we will, but I do think we'll have an IR spot, which is great for no reason. <laughs> I'm gonna say, Justice. I'm gonna say we are gonna be dealing with it. Yeah, uh, you know, people keep saying there's a cure coming out, there's a cure coming out, but uh, it's been a long time and I haven't seen one, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the pessimist here and say that we'll deal with it, but hopefully it'll be uh, a, a little bit less time? kind of detrimental. A long time to develop a vaccine. Yeah, this has been the quickest, like. Here's what I will will say on that. Like, like we we can turn into the science aspect of it a little bit. Like with they're saying that Pfizer and Moderna are 95% right now, and they're set to start distribution early next year. Uh, with a large part of the population by next summer able to get a vaccine. Uh, let's just go with what we know about the world, and that money speaks. And there's no way in hell the NFL does not buy. Which I don't actually think is right. Like I think people who need to get vaccinated should be getting vaccinated before people like very wealthy athletes. But money talks, and we do know the NFL and all the major leagues are going to buy vaccines immediately when they can because they have the money to, so that they can get fans in the stands and avoid any type of issues like this. So yeah. I I I suspect you know there might be issues due to COVID, like maybe training camp delays depending on the timing. But I don't think we're going to be dealing with the same season the way it is. And I also think with another year down, like protocols and measures are going to be in a much better place uh, for them. Yeah, to true. Things. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that was a great uh, that was a great little segment um, because we had Ryan's assistant come on uh, and, and give us all this data. We aren't going to have a matchup of the week. Um, so we're just going to go straight into um, predictions uh mike I, I i realized why you haven't been able to figure it out quite yet uh it sounds like you are busy at the moment um and not at a computer is that correct that's absolutely true i'm uh currently driving i just ordered dinner that's why i went quiet i was at mcdonald's but i'm good now i'm here that's 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 okay i heard we were we were getting on your case in the chat and i heard the uh the turn signal clicking so um uh, and, and maybe our listeners caught that as well. Uh, so with that, we'll just uh, we'll get you to submit your picks uh, over the podcast right here. Um, Absolutely. Uh, so our first matchup is Nightman versus uh, Andre's team, uh, me versus Suds. Uh, Nolan, Gertie, and I have both taken Nightman. Um, you have taken Andre. Pelt, we'll get your, uh, your response here. Who do you think, Nightman or uh, Andre's team? You know what? I got. I'm gonna go Nightman. I think he's. Uh, I think he's suffering a tough loss last week. I think he bounces back from that this week. Um, Andre's team also suffered a loss last week, but um, I love your quarterbacks, Pat Herbert and Kyler. 
Nope. Don't have Herbert. Trained Herbert. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> yeah, nope. you I don't. realized that as I said it. Um, <laughs> Kyler. Kyler's all that matters. Kyler is and all that matters. He's uh, yeah. So he's very very close to playing. Um, having being totally unprepared for this segment, um, I'm going to go with you. Nice, thank you, much appreciated. <laughs> um, Nolan, why did why did you take Andre's team to win? So this is uh, this is going back to my prophecy here. Uh, you know, maybe I'm a bit jaded, but uh, I think that you you sold out to get McCaffrey, and uh, I think that it's kind of it's going to come back and bite you a little bit here. Uh, I think that Goff is he's not going to do very well for you. I think Herbert was a complete stud. You are now sitting with McCaffrey on your bench, and uh, I think Andre's team he's uh, he's going to put up a fight. He's going to put up a fight just like uh, the other Andre's team did, and we all know how you did with that one. He did have to order new boots. Enough, enough. My goodness, um, the uh, sorry. The one thing I'll say about Andre's team is that there is a potentially a Joe Mixon issue. Uh, so doesn't he have? Doesn't he have? Um, Geo? No, he, he doesn't. He doesn't. Geo, sorry. My brother, my brother just messaged me, saying that Kyler Murray is COVID positive. Oh really? shit! Would you guys like to change your answers now? I think he's just pranking me, but this will be good. Uh, I don't see any updates on it, and I don't have any notifications on my phone. Which something like that, I would most likely get. Yeah, I would be. No, you know, fuck. They they would have the tests already. Um, pranked again by my brother for sure. Um, Twitter is not saying anything, so fuck you, Mike. You bad karma bitch. Um, <laughs> our next matchup is uh, is Beats versus Herple. Um, Mike, who do you think is going to win that uh, that matchup? Beats versus Herple. I'm going to go Beats here. Um, Herple's had a tough year. I think um, Beats, I would say, in my opinion, despite his terrible running back situation with DeAndre Hopkins, you know, Stafford, and now, well, previously Mahomes, now Lamar Jackson and Thielen, um, I feel like he's gotten worse luck than he's deserved, whereas I feel like Herple um, has just had a tough year all around, especially considering he had five quarterbacks at one point. Um, and he's had terrible luck with Michael Thomas. Julio Jones been out for a couple of weeks, so I think uh, our, our commissioner takes this one. Okay, uh, across the board. Oh, it's a it, it just updated. That's so strange. Um, across the board, we're taking beats. Uh, no surprise there, and I think that was a pretty good analysis, Mike. So we'll uh, we'll move on to our next one. Uh, Gertie, why is cooking in the woods going to beat the shit out of from Russia with Chubb? Um, because unfortunately for the rest of the league, Neville has built a great roster where his flex is like a top 20 RB in Jonathan Taylor this year. So, uh, I think that he is just going to decimate young Curtis who's coming in on the high after his big win. 
The only thing I am thinking about here that poses a risk is Devonte did not practice today, and if Adams doesn't play, that makes it a matchup that could get a little bit more interesting. Um, especially with Nick Chubb back, he can always go off, but I expect Cooking to to just take it quite easily and very swiftly. Um, lifeless. Oh no. Um, lifeless fish versus uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Mike, you were the only one to take the lifeless fish, as uh, myself, Gertie, and Nolan today took himself to to win. Why is lifeless fish going to take the uh, the W on that one? Fuck is happening in our chat right now. Anyone else? I can't. This? I just did. I just fucking. Oh my god! Can you describe it for the audience, please? So, for those that can't see, we have a um, we have a Discord chat um, that we use to arrange um, uh, the 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 guests to come on and, and and sort of communicate, and it's actually how we record as well. Um, our guest Nolan said that he was going to BRB. Um, and the father of one and perpetually late Madden player Neville immediately responds and is responding as I read this out right now. Um, KK Neville is, let us be clear that Neville is not uh, involved in the podcast whatsoever. Um, and literally for the, what are we on a three week streak of him? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, l- real-timing the podcast, um, it's driving me nuts. We need to take away some of his privileges, and maybe booting him from the Discord chat would be appropriate at this time. Well, like, he's never going to be back on the podcast, right? Likely not, no. Likely not Not with these shenanigans, that's for sure. Um, Sorry, Mike. So, Lifeless Fish yeah. over Dak. Yeah, um, the fish. I mean, Dak's got a pretty strong team. He's got some cues in that lineup right now, though. So, so I think I'm giving the slight edge to the fish. Maybe I'm putting a little reverse psychology mix into this because, God, do I ever hope Nolan that our Week 13 matchups comes down for the division. Um, and I need you to lose the next two weeks in order for that to happen. So, um, you've got some cues in your lineup. The lifeless fish has looked good lately, um, and I think he's going to take this one from you. So I will I will jump in here and say that uh, the lifeless fish I, I made a couple mistakes that uh, that benefited him quite a bit. Um, I dropped Kalen Balage last week, mm-hmm. uh, which has bit me in the ass, and I didn't grab Flacco off the waiver wire because like why would you ever grab Flacco off the waiver wire? Right. But true, true, true. that gave lifeless fish his second quarterback, which uh, if I lose it uh, it couldn't it could come back to be by my own demise which is uh it's got me a little bit more nervous than i'd like to admit Hmm. i almost took flacco over pj walker i was torn between the two but i was like would i rather a jets quarterback or a backup xfl quarterback and (laughs) i went with the backup xfl quarterback smart smart (laughs) um Okay, so I, I think this is actually like a, a devilish matchup for you, Mike, because if Lifeless Fish wins, that puts more pressure on you for the wild card position. Uh, but yeah. If Dak, if Dak wins, then that p- 
pretty much puts the division out of reach for you. That's right. Depending upon what happens with you this week. So, um, yeah, not not great, but obviously we, we talked about it earlier in the podcast. You you have a um, – the, your destiny is in your hands, so you just got to take care of business. Whether you win the division or you get in as that wild card, it, it, it could be the difference for you. Um, our next matchup is Flacco versus these. Um Gertie has taken himself, Nolan. Why did the rest of the rest of us take Flacco to win? I like as much as it pains me to take Flacco um, due to his pathetic performance last week. His team is just far superior to these. Uh, you know, Gertie. No offense, but uh, your team is absolute dog shit. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> no offense. Like the no best, the best thing on your team was Brady. Like, I mean, I, I, I can take a chirp, but like I also have Deshaun Watson, so that that just feels like your knowledge of the game is not very good. Maybe so, some life choices. All right, um, Deshaun Watson or Brady, rest of season. Deshaun oh, Watson. Really? I feel it. Something's happening I, uh, right now. Oh yeah, I'm I'm full on Brady. Um, he does have a bye week. So if you're willing to exclude week 13, I'm willing to take any bet you propose. Any bet. Any bet. Live. Do it. Do it live. What, what are the stakes here? Do I have to do one of your dances? Is that what we're thinking here? I don't you know. What are you, what are you feeling? Kind of sounds like you're uh, maybe trembling a little. No, I, I have no issues with boots. My boots stay firmly <laughs> on my feet and they don't tremble. And like, uh, and like some demons, I know. Um, well, how about we throw this to the league? How about um, how about we leave this bet open? Okay. And, uh, so, so, but what is the purpose the of the bet? Is it see, just basically uh, week eleven and week twelve? Is that what we're saying? Because if if you if you're discounting week thirteen because Brady's on pie. Yeah. So remaining remaining weeks. So so I'll I'll, I'll set the terms clearly. So weeks 11, 12, 14, 15, and 16, whoever scores the most fantasy points in that, um, in that span between um, Watson and Brady. Gertie, you're taking Watson. Nolan, you're taking uh, Brady. And we'll, we'll, add a li- we'll add a little extra spice to it. The first listener who posts in the 390 chat what the stakes of the bet will be, we will honor that. Okay, let's let's relax here. I don't need no fucking Neville being like, you pay him 10,000 bucks. Like, Neville, we won't, we won't do within reason, okay? And the, yeah, uh, within reason. Myself, yeah, myself, say, within reason. myself and Mike will... will present each we'll, offer we'll adjudicate, over we'll the, adjudicate yeah. it but the yeah, first I think, there's, person... I think there's certain ones that like if it's if it's out of reason that's that's fine we can exclude it but uh i i trust the league here i trust i trust yeah. the league too i trust the league too um so first person that can get their uh their stake of the of what's at stake uh we will present it to the two uh betters and we will go from there sounds Ooh. good how exciting i like it Love it. I'm on, I'm on some, board. Some real time interaction with the uh, 
with the crew. Uh, and our last matchup is uh, Token versus Mycant. Uh, Pelt has chosen himself. Gertie, why did everybody else choose? Why did everybody else choose Mycant? Well, I will give uh, Pelt some credit. He did manage to finally get a defense on his roster before analyzing this because at the beginning of the podcast, I didn't note that I was wondering who you were going to drop Pelt because you didn't have no defense. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think this is going to be a moment where, where Tua comes back and, and hurts Token. Um, I mean, he's going to have to start PJ Washington because Teddy Bridgewater has already been listed as doubtful for the game. Um, I think that's going to really hurt him. I think Matt Breda being back is going to really hurt Ahmed. Uh, I think Jay got a really sneaky pickup in Carlos Hyde, who looks to be the odds-on starter tonight. And um, that's going to be a really good pickup. And, you know, I think the stack with Parker and, and Tua, if they figure it out, is a huge in double points. So also with the Raiders missing half of their defense due to COVID, Mahomes is just going to feast. Um, and all of those things come together to just make you lose. It's my prediction. Although I do expect big things from Will Fuller because he does have Deshaun Watson as quarterback. Very nice. Um, as a as a just as a closing note, our record from last week with the Pickums was horrific. The winning record from last week was Pelt and the Guest. Uh, they went three and three. Uh, Gertie, you went two and four, and I unbelievably went one and five. The leader of the, the matchup. I'm still in first place, but it is anyone's game moving forward. So, um, very exciting to see, gentlemen. Um, in my bedroom, I have on the TV the Arizona and Seattle game. It has started. Um, Russell Wilson is third and six with 14 minutes left in the first quarter. This thing is going. Um, we have one question we'd like to answer. It was sent from Curtis, uh, and our listeners are probably going to be a little bit irritated because there was a flurry of questions that were asked uh, this afternoon. But um, they uh, they weren't in the deadline. They, they weren't close enough to the deadline that we could get them into this podcast, so we'll potentially do them next podcast potentially may even do a separate podcast with the uh um, a real breakdown because there were some quality questions going on there so if you were that one person that asked uh, a lot of different questions uh you've given the whole podcast something to think about uh, and we really appreciate your engagement um but gentlemen uh deandre hopkins um before his phenomenal hail mary catch last week um, made a comment to the media about how he would like to have pass interference calls against the defense be rewarded to the receiver um, in, in yards. So basically if a, a wide receiver runs 30 yards down the field and then they get uh, PI'd uh, against, he wants those yards attributed to the wide receiver. I think this was... Curtis who asked this but what do you guys think about that from a fantasy perspective that kind of like rocks the boat a little bit right yeah Yeah. so if I could jump in here because I've actually thought about this quite a bit uh because it's you know you have some receivers that they're they're so good uh you know DeAndre Hopkins is an example he's so good he draws so many pass interference penalties that it would be fantastic he'd be unstoppable um I think he would be too good 
is the issue if you gave him the full yardage. But I do like the idea of having something like, you know, where you get a point for a sack on defense if you got a point for a pass interference call as a wide receiver. Just so it's, you know, you're not getting absolutely nothing. Uh, just a little bit extra. Huh. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I actually have long thought that it's ridiculous that on these egregious pass interference calls, the receivers get nothing. Like, from a yard standpoint, a fantasy football standpoint, like, how many times has a receiver been in the end zone and interfered with, and it was clearly a touchdown or a possibility, and then it goes to the one, and the running back just runs it in? Like, there should be some sort of attribution there, like two points, like for an extra point conversion or something like that when these but why? happen. But I think the counter-argument is the team shouldn't, nor should the player care about that. They're rewarded by being on the one-yard line, still get the touchdown. Actually, a, a lot of players, though, do have in their contracts kickers and stipulations based on how many yards or how many touchdowns they get. So I would argue that a player probably would care from a stats inflation standpoint. I think from a fantasy standpoint, it does make it interesting, at least if it was an option. I think if there was yeah. a league with an option for pass interference, uh, I think that would make it very interesting. Fan- I like fantasy- what Nolan said with like the point. Fantasy-wise, yeah, a, a point makes sense. The thing that I'm drawn to is like the Hall of Fame argument. Like if it was actually like a statistic that they recorded, right? And so right. let's say a player over their career of 10 years was able to do, um, what is it, 100 yards of P.I.? Uh, no, sorry, 200 yards of PI every year, right? And at the end of the career, that's like an extra 2,000 yards. And maybe that 2,000 yards like surpasses, and, and this is the extreme example, but it surpasses like Jerry Rice's like record. Doesn't that like taint their legacy on the game if that they were given those yards? I just think um, if we are to measure it, we just need to do it in a metric that's like very controlled. Um, Nolan, I think you're you're bang on with your idea of like, yeah. okay, the DPIs. If if a player is like prolific at um, engaging defensive backs as a as a means to sort of get them to uh, to get a flag on them, like that's that's a really cool stat on its own. I don't think it needs to be translated into yardage. That 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 becomes a slippery slope to me. Yeah, because I also think that opens up an interesting argument too, where like does intention intentional grounding count as a sack for the defense? Like right. I think there's so many of these types of questions you can ask, which I think would make a league really interesting if you had these like kind of like when you do like prop bets in betting, if you had like a prop thing in fantasy football where you can start to to say, hey, like pass interference counts as a point, uh, you know, intentional grounding counts as a sack. Uh, that'd be I think it opens up some pretty interesting doors there. Yep. It's a great question. Yeah, great. Honestly, great question, Curtis. Thank you. We Um, do have one more question, though, uh, that you did not mention, Pat. Um, Neville asked, and I think directed at you, Mike, are we going to get the podcast out prior to the 1 p.m. games on Sunday? (laughs) What do you think, Mike? Um, Yes. Yeah, I think we will. We're pretty good. I guess. Yeah. Started with no, <laughs> went to yes, and yeah. then said, I think we will. They have another one. I just want to cover all my bases. <laughs> By the time you hear your own question, you will have listened to the entire podcast. Oh, that's like Podception. <laughs> Love it. Well, pretty good. 
that could be our theme of the week next week stay tuned the better question is at what point will neville message the group asking this question and when which group will it be 390 or misplaced dreams or so many possibilities or maybe he'll just post it in discord just lingering there as he <laughs> always does dk metcalf just scored a touchdown crazy fucking a they haven't put was it on the board a, yet. A rushing touchdown? No, it was uh, it was like <laughs> it was a twenty-five yard uh, pass from Russell Wilson. So my fantasy hopes are going down the drain as we uh, as we podcast. So for me, that's it, everybody. Mine I'm as well. Out. Um, I'm gonna watch this game. I'm gonna enjoy it. Uh, Nolan, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Do you have anything you want to uh, pump or like uh, promote? Ooh, <laughs> do I ever? Well, tune in this Sunday for a extremely exciting dance showcase by yours truly. Wow! Yes, actually, this is. Um, we should commend you for the the effort that you've put forth in that bet between you and I. Um, your yeah. dancing videos have become potentially the highlight of the week for me. They are extremely good. Last week, you was last week the twerking. Yeah, I turns out twerking is incredibly hard. You did I actually I don't know how to move just my butt. It's oh, like yeah. I can thrust and that's it. Like I can't isolate the ass. Oh yeah, man. It, but it looked it looked good. It looked real good. Um I, I, I see that you got Jamie to uh help you on that one. Yeah, I think uh, I think she enjoyed that. Usually I try and film it while she's not there, um yeah. due to the uh ridiculous amount of shame yeah. but um, yeah. you know i'm uh my confidence is growing <laughs> wait I've, i have a question pat sorry to, sorry to hear that that's the highlight of your week things have clearly only gone downhill since you went to alberta he does uh, live in brooks now yeah. yes i do that's um, where the fuck is jay's video i do want to point out like that guy delivered on half of his bet Said he was going to do the other half, and here we are still waiting like three weeks later. Ooh, that is a very good point. I yeah. bet you he forgot because I forgot. I, messaged, I, think we should, I think it should be reminded. I messaged him a week later, and he said he was moving, and he would have it done by the following weekend, which I believe was last weekend, and we have he, still yet to see it. So that is, That is true. Can confirm he moved to the first full weekend in November. So uh, if it wasn't last weekend, then he is in trouble. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll have to uh, follow up with him on that. Love it. Yeah, I agree. N- N- Nolan, anything else you want to say? That that was a really good uh, promotion. I uh, no, I think that uh, that covers it. Uh, you know, thanks again for having me. Feel honored to be on here a second time. Uh, gunning for one of your guys' jobs. Sounds good. <laughs> oh, everyone uh, is. Yeah, yeah, there was a whole thing at the beginning there, Mike. Um, Mike, Gertie, uh, do you guys have anything you want to uh, promote before we take off? Uh, Just nothing much for me. Um, I would just say if anyone's in the market for new boots, there's great Black Friday sales going on. (laughs) I'm so glad this podcast is Uh, on. Yeah, um, no, I'm good. You all missed out on a great Chevy Sonic. I sold it, so I wanted to update the league. I know you guys are all waiting. Don't wait. How much, Mike? You might want to listen to the early part of the episode. We, uh, we yeah, talk there are some it. theories on that one. I, I am very curious. How much do you have to pay someone to take a Chevy Sonic? 
Uh, they paid me what I asked for it, so fuck you. Wow. What a salesman. Exactly. Um, also, did want to point out, I didn't have the chance earlier, obviously, um, that I did beat Gertie last week and wanted to make sure I didn't leave the podcast without gloating about that. That no. felt great, and uh, I'm just very happy about that. Yeah, you oh. missed it. You cried earlier. You, you, you missed the part where, where we talked about how if you beat someone on the podcast, you actually have to show up on time, otherwise it's a forfeit. So, glad you brought that up. Um, this has been a great episode, gentlemen. Uh, really enjoyed it. Winning is great. Um, and I look forward to continuing to do so. Uh, I will pump two things uh, before uh, before we take off. Uh, Mike, you're working on your Sports and Scotch podcast. Everybody listen to it. It is a fucking blast uh, to hear you, Gertie, and um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on uh, your buddy's name. Bobby? Bobby. Bobby. Bobby's got a new boss. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's a good podcast. Uh, I will also promote my other podcast, my uh, the Green Dragon Brewing Company. Uh, episodes will be dropping within the next uh, two weeks, uh, and then we will go to uh, a regular, um, hopefully regular schedule. That 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 still to be determined. But we're back. We're going to be recording here soon. Um, so very excited for that. With that, I'm going to say thank you, and see you later, champs. Later, champs. See you, champs. Bye.